I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crystal ball, crystal ball, show me the future, show me it all. Crystal ball, crystal ball, show me. Hey, B. Ah! Elliot, you scared me and I dropped my crystal ball. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Wait a minute. Why would you have a crystal ball? Well, I was hoping to predict the future, but it wasn't working anyway. Clearly, it should have told me you were going to come in and ruin my day. Maybe I forgot to turn it on? But B, you don't need a crystal ball to predict the future. In fact, it won't work at all. Instead, all you really need is your imagination. Oh, like the two people we're talking about today? Yes, two big names from the past who helped imagine and shape the future. Jules Verne and Sally Ride. Jules Verne, who imagined fantastic worlds of technological advancement in his popular novels. And Sally Ride, who inspired a nation to dream big with her pioneering work as a real-life astronaut and beyond. Yep, uh... Hey, sorry I broke your crystal ball. Nah, it's okay. It was a rental. Oh, okay. Well, then, I predict that it's time for the Who Was podcast. Eric, please fulfill my prediction and play us the theme song. Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain Cause it's time to play It's the Who Was Podcast Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast Who Was? Live from Tongvaland, or so-called SoCal, Los Angeles Welcome to Who Was? The history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory I'm your announcer, B Though I'm doing so good today, I'm giving myself a B plus and here's your host, the guy wearing Elliot Kalin's pants. It's Elliot Kalin! 
Thank you, B. It's such a relief to know I'm wearing the right pants. And welcome, everyone, to the Who Was podcast. This show, it's like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and weird little songs when deemed appropriate. Like right now. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two important figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, prizes, prizes. Today's subjects are science fiction pioneer, Jules Verne, and science fact pioneer, Sally Ride. Now, let's meet our contestants. And up first, we have Henry. Hi, I'm Henry, and I play violin and piano. <gasps> now, Henry, do you play violin and piano at the same time? Mm-mm. No? Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's something to work towards. Maybe if you could work, uh, play the piano with your toes. Mm-hmm and the violin with your hands. Well, thank you, Henry. Uh, and today on the show, we also have Presley. Hi, I'm Presley, and I'm an all-star cheerleader. Whoa. Whoa. All right. That is so exciting. So, uh, Presley, uh, please tell us, what's your favorite thing about cheerleading? Uh, probably tumbling. 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 Nice. I think my favorite part of cheerleading would be the, um, the vocal part of it, because I'm not very good at tumbling, as it turns out. Presley, what is it about tumbling that you like so much? I just like learning how to do new skills. Very cool. That's great. Very cool. That's the most fun thing when you do an activity is to learn how to do new things with it, like tumbling while playing piano, while playing violin at the same time. I'm just thinking the two of you could team up and really do your activities together in a way that challenges the world and changes the way people think about violins and pianos and cheerleading. Thank you, both of you, and thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that incredible Meet the Contestants music, as well as all the music you'll hear on the show today. So, that's Who Is Henry and Presley. Now let's find out who was Jules Verne with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Jules Verne was born in France in 1850 and died in 1905. Verne wrote many classic novels beloved to this day, including Around the World in 80 Days. Jules Verne's stories were among the first to combine real-life science with fantastical stories in a style of writing we now call science fiction. Jules was 30 years old before he started writing the books that would make him world famous. Four Fast Facts. In his late 19th century stories, Jules Verne predicted technologies like submarines and rockets to space decades before they became realities. What science or technology do you think we have today that would really blow Jules Verne's mind? Mm-hmm. I, I think that he'd probably he'd probably be more puzzled about about how the t- how our TVs work. I'm from now, and I get confused about how my TV works a lot of the mm-hmm. time. You're always texting me for your passwords, Elliot. I said just put it, write it down on a piece of paper, and that's how that's how you solve that problem. Here's the thing: I also get confused about how pieces of paper work. So oh, okay. it's something that I, I just need a lot of help with everything. Uh, Presley, what do you think? Uh, do you have any predictions about the future? What kind of machines do you think we might have in the future? I want a machine that will solve my math facts. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful for all of us, I think. Oh, I wish I had something like that. And I need a machine that has my passwords for my TV, although then I'll need to have a machine that keeps the password for that machine, and I'll need a machine that has the password for that machine. I'm going to need so many machines. You know what? We, we, uh, we should just keep moving on. But those were great answers. Yes, those were very good answers. Are you kidding moi? Those answers are trivian, trivian. Oh, my goodness, it cannot be. Mais oui, c'est moi, Jules Verne. Jules, Jules Verne? Verne? But, but how? how? 
A technology even I, the great Jules Verne, could not have predicted. The world-changing Who Was App? Who was that? You want to reach someone in the past. All you need is the Who Was App? Who Was App? Wow, Jules Verne? Hey, do you want to help us with the first round of our game? Well, I'm not here to play, <laughs> how you say, hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, that's how you say it. But here's what we're going to do. It's a game we call true or false, or as Jules might say, vrai ou faux. Hey, Eric, do we have a special vrai ou faux sting for Jules? Yeah. Vrai or false? Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false or is it false that it was true? Vrai ou false? Eric never ceases to amaze us. They have a jingle for everything. Okay, in this game, Jules Verne is going to say something about his incredible life, and you'll have to tell us whether what he's saying is true or false. And because this is our first game, each question is worth one point each. So this first question is for Henry. You're up first. Okay, ready? True or false? My father was a little bit upset when I began my writing career because he wanted me to join the family business which was running a cheese shop. False. You're right, it's false. The Verne family business wasn't cheese. It was the slightly less smelly profession of law. Take that lawyer's lawyer, Verne. Jules's father, Pierre, wanted his son to become a lawyer just like him. Right, Jules? <laughs> you could say that my father, Pierre, really put a lot of Pierre pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that, and you did. But as Jules' success grew, so did his father's support of his career. Oui. Now, how you say, um, hugged it out? Oh, how lovely. Okay, this next question is for you, Presley. Voila! True or false? In 1870, I had to put my career on hold while France was fighting something called the Franco-Prussian War. True. That's right, it's true, you're right. France was fighting off an attack by the Prussians, which we would now call Germans, in the Franco-Prussian War, and Jules lent his services by piloting his boat, the San Michel, to help search for enemy ships. Alas, I did not find any enemy ships, but I found new determination to write the greatest books I could. Oh, how inspiring. Okay, the next question is for Henry. Jules? Okay, true or false? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was my super smash hit novel which followed the brave Captain Nemo and his adventures playing baseball on the ocean floor. False. Yes, that's false. The leagues in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea weren't baseball leagues. They referred to an old way in which we measured underwater distances. <laughs> exactly, Elliot, my friend. But I do get that baseball thing a lot. Okay, who's next? Okay, Presley is up next. Okay, one of my first books was about an adventure in a hot air balloon. But it wasn't a very big seller until one of my friends started flying a giant hot air balloon around Paris. True or false? False. I'm sorry, that's true. Five Weeks in a Balloon was the name of the book. It was not a big hit at first, but when Jules' friend, the eccentric photographer and writer named Nader, captured France's imagination by demonstrating a giant balloon, the book took off. Oui, Monsieur Nader, incroyable. He calls this giant balloon Jean, because Jean means giant in French. A gentleman and a genius and a Jean. 
and my book rode a wave of French hot air balloon fever. And now let's ride that fact to the end of round one and the end of true or false. True, 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 true or false. Ah, does this mean I must go? I'm afraid so, Mr. Verne, but thank you so much for visiting. Well, well, the pleasure, it was all mine. The future is a fantastic world beyond even my imagination. Uh, now, could you direct me to the nearest rocket to the moon? <laughs> this is the future. You have those, no? Uh, no, we don't have those, but you can have a phone that fits in your pocket. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Okay, au revoir! Who was that? Oh my gosh, I guess in Jules Verne day, they didn't really have pockets. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Now let's touch base with producer Jane for the scores. We have a very close game. Presley has one point and Henry has two points. Thank you, Jane. Those scores are very close. It's still anyone's game, and we'll get right back to the game after this short break. Eric, please play us some future music, if you would. The song's gonna end, the song's gonna end, the song's about to end, the song's about to end, the song's gonna... The song's ended. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. podcast. Today we're learning all about who was Jules Verne and who was Sally Ride. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. Our current scores are Henry, 2, and 
Presley won. These are fierce competitors, so let's get right to the next game by finding out more about Sally Ride with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Sally Ride was born in California in 1951 and died in 2012. Sally Ride became the first American woman to fly to space in 1983. Sally's intense physical training for her spaceflight included exercises like being dragged behind a speedboat while wearing a spacesuit. Sally will be the first openly LGBTQ person on United States currency when she appears on a quarter entering circulation in 2022. That's this year. Four fastbacks. Wow, what a pioneer. How about you, Henry? How about you, Pesley? Do you think you'll ever be able to go up into space? Do you want to? And if you do, what do you want to do up there? Henry's shaking his head. No, you don't want to go into space. Yeah, tell us more about that. Why, why not? Well, one, it's not like it's not going to take its toll on the body. Two, I don't have to have to train for a year. Right, yeah, that does seem like a lot of time just to, like, go somewhere. Like, I don't want to have to train for a year, you know, to go to San Francisco or Seattle or Chicago. Or Akron or, or Akron. Toledo. Yeah. Well, now or... Toledo, I trained for a year. Okay, worth training for a year to go to Toledo. Uh, Presley, what about you? Have you ever thought about going into space? Is that something you'd like to do? I just want to, like, go up there and since I'm weightless, I can just do, like, flips and stuff. And... Yeah, imagine how much great cheerleading you could do with no gravity. You, you could fly through the air with the greatest of ease. That would be amazing. Henry, is this making it sound any more exciting to go into space? No. No? Okay. okay. Giving a big shake of the head. No, I understand. That, that means more astronaut ice cream for us. It's yeah. okay. Henry, don't worry. We'll send you a postcard, though. Yeah, yeah. It'll say, <laughs> wish you were here from space. Well, I understand. Those are great answers. Everyone's got their own opinions about space. And there's a lot to think about up there. So let's move on to our next game. It's all about Sally Ride, and it's called Multiple Space Choice. So many space choices in the sky. I like that theme song. That's great. It's like multiple choice questions, but about space. You'll hear a space question and three space answers, and you'll have to tell us which one is the space correct one. And since this is the second round, each question is worth two space points. Are you ready? B, did you just write a multiple choice game but use the word space for every other word? Heck, space, no. Okay, Presley. Before she became an astronaut, Sally Ride went to Stanford University to become a scientist who studies the properties of space. This kind of scientist is called A, a space propertist, B, a cosmonaut, or C, an astrophysicist. C. That's right, it's C. An astrophysicist is what you call someone who studies the properties of space. Oh, you mean like it's hugeness or it's emptiness? Yeah, or it's second home in Taos. That's another property that space has. Hmm. Okay, Henry, this next question is for you. After being selected to be an astronaut, Sally was surprised to find out that out of 4,000 people working at NASA's mission control in Houston, how many of them were women? A, about 2,000. B, about 40 or C, about four? B. No, I'm sorry, the answer is C. When she arrived at NASA in 1977, Sally found there were just under a handful of women working there, but she paved the way for thousands of other women who broke through and followed her lead over the years since then. The next multiple space choice question is for Presley. Presley, for her first space shuttle mission, Sally Ride helped both design and operate what important piece of equipment? Was it A, a navigation system, B, a giant robotic arm, 
or C, a space heater? B. That's right, it's B, a robotic arm. The massive robotic arm that Sally helped design was used to move equipment and even to launch satellites into space. Plus, I'm assuming giant robot arms were also used to give giant robot hugs. And the last question is for Henry. All right, Henry. After her career as an astronaut, Sally started a company called Sally Ride Science with the help of some colleagues and her partner of 27 years, Tam O'Shaughnessy. What did that company do? A, it made robot arms for American homes. B, it promoted science education, especially for girls. Or C, it sold t-shirts that said, Ride Sally Ride. B. That's right, it's B. Sally Ride Science created programs to inspire young people to pursue their love of science and science careers, especially girls. And it worked. More and more girls are going into science, and that can only be a good thing. Indeed. And that's it for Multiple Space Choice. That was a great space game. Now let's go to Space Jane with the space scores. Hey, Space Elliot. I believe the scores right now are Presley 5, Henry 4. All right. Well, with all that talk about space, I realized I need a little space for myself. Let's take a break. Fair enough, and we'll be back with the last thrilling game in just a bit after this break. Eric, please play us some giant robot arms music, please. Salut, who was there? C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> this is from Shaken Bay and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please. Our fave is Harriet Tobin. If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the Uwas podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt. When the clock is started. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We're back on the Who Was podcast. When we last left off, Henry had four points and Presley had five points. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. And now it's time for our final game, Converge of Greatness. In this multiple-choice game, we'll explore how the lives of Jules Verne and Sally Ride connect, overlap, or converge. And because we're in the third round of the game, each question is worth three points. Are you ready? Okay, the first question goes to you, Henry. B, take it away. Okay, Henry. Sally Ride wrote a book about her real-life experience of spaceflight called To Space and Back. Jules Verne wrote a spaceflight book, too, about an imaginary trip to space. What was that book called? Was it A, From the Earth to the Moon, B, Around the Galaxy in 35 Days, or C, The Intrepid Star Travelers from Beyond Time? C. I'm so sorry. The answer was A. The book was called From the Earth to the Moon. It also had a sequel called Around the Moon, and it inspired the first ever science fiction movie, which was called A Trip to the Moon. Okay, let's move on to the next question, which is for Presley. In his Moon Books, Jules Verne predicted that rockets to space would someday take off from Florida. Florida! That's so specific! And indeed, Sally Ride's space shuttle flights took off from what Florida location? Was it A, Cape Jules Verne, B, Cape Canaveral, or C, Cape Disney? B. Yes, that's right, it's B. It's the Kennedy Space Center at Cape Canaveral in Florida where that flight took off from. NASA wanted to do launches near the ocean in case the astronauts got in trouble and had to splash down to safety. And amazingly, astronauts splashing down to safety is another aspect of spaceflight predicted by Jules Verne. Also amazingly, no one at Cape Canaveral actually wears a cape. They wear spacesuits. Makes sense, right? Yeah, well, they don't want to be too on the nose, you know? It's not Cape Canoes roll. That's right. <laughs> All right, Henry. Jules Verne wrote about 19th century technology helping someone get around the world in a zippy 80 days. In her pioneering space flight, Sally Ride orbited around the world many times in just six days. But how many times did Sally Ride travel from Earth to space altogether? A, once, B, twice, or C, three times a space pioneer lady? C. I'm sorry, it's actually B. Sally Ride was the first American woman to go to space and also the first American woman to go to space twice, once in 1983 and once in 1984. Not any times after that, but it's still not fair. She went to space twice. I haven't even been up there once. All right, get in line, buddy. 
Okay, last Converge of Greatness question is for Presley. Sally Ride inspired millions of girls with her career in space. But we also know that Jules Verne book, Around the World in 80 Days, inspired one particular young woman to try her own trip around the world in 1889. She succeeded too. And just in 72 days, what was her name? Was it A, Julia Verne, B, Edith Alice Poe, or C, Nellie Bly? C. That's right, the answer is C. It was Nellie Bly. Newspaper readers in America loved her stories from her adventures around the world. Plus, during her travels, Nellie even got to meet Jules Verne himself. Oh, great job, everyone. And that's it for Converge of Greatness. And that was our final game of the game. But while we wait for Jane to tally the final points, I'd like to hear a little bit more from our contestants. What's something about either Jules Verne or Sally Ride that really surprised you or stuck out to you or made a big impression? Yeah, I, really, I was just surprised about how, really about how Jules Verne's father reacted to him becoming a writer. Mm, yeah. Did you think he would have been more excited about him becoming a writer? If he was alive today, I think so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if he was alive today, he'd be like, let me see if you wrote any books that, that did well. Wow, they're all still here. Yeah, okay, go ahead and do it. I would say, as someone who's a writer, I think it's great to be a writer. It's pretty bold of Jules to say, like, you know what? I got to do my own thing. I have to carve my own path, and this is what I think. And that he became so successful. And that's another real similarity between Jules Verne and Sally Ride, is they're both people who I'm sure were told at different parts of their life you can't do the thing that you want to do. I don't want you to be a writer or you can't be an astronaut, but they pushed through and they did it. And that's really exciting. If you want to do something, then do your best to make it happen. And don't listen to people who say that you can't, unless they say you can't play a violin with your hands while you play a piano with your feet. That might be, now that I think about it, that might be a little too difficult. It still worth trying. Like still worth trying. Yeah, st Definitely. Still worth trying. Producer Jane, can you please tell us our winner? I sure can. Uh, Henry and Presley were very competitive, but in the end, Presley is our winner with 11 points. Congratulations, Presley. Great game. Henry, you played a great game, too, and you should be really proud. Presley is our winner. You get 10 seconds for shout-outs. Who would you like to thank for your victory today? Who helped you out? Uh, my family and my friends. That's really nice. That's great. Well, you were both fantastic contestants. We're really glad we had you here. Our winner and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was Books, and I'm going to give my own shout-outs to intern Zach, Jane, Eric, Peter McNerney for being our Jules Verne end-to-be, and a big thank you to both of our contestants for playing such a great game today, and to you, wherever you are right now, listening to these words, thank you for listening to these words. Next week, come back to us. We're going to find out who was two more great figures from history. Until then, this is Elliot, Elliot's pants-wearing Kalen, saying, we're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop. and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. This show was hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. It also starred Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Peter McNerney as Jules Verne. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Cedilla. 
Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. This episode was written by Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Jane Baker, and Eric Drysdale. Produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Talent producer is Jane Baker. Theme song and music composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer. Recorded by Joanna Samuels. Special thanks to Zach Timpson, Charlotte Deanda, and Michael Lewis Howard. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Podcast because it's time to play the Podcast.